My name is Matt Brown. Force constantly changed his expression. The only time we saw him give a speck of effort was when he was literally caught on camera blowing his nose. That's about it. This dude is the epitome of a disgrace. And let's start the show. Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, February 23rd, 2023, and we have a show for you that you are going to love and enjoy. Talking all things NBA, we have passed the All-Star break, we are at the road to the postseason, and there's a lot to get into because of it. But before we do all of that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdConvoPod, or on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So we did episode 200 yesterday. Big success. There are plenty of reels that are going to be released on our social media platform, so so stay tuned for that. And we're going to have a lot of reels for this episode as well. So we have all things here in episode 201 in terms of speaking on the NBA. And obviously there's a lot of drama that has taken place. This is obviously a league that people either love or hate or have a love-hate relationship with. And, of course, as things get closer to the postseason where things really rev up for all the true NBA fans, for all the people who want to settle and watch a good competition game or a long overdue win that you need for your team or you have to wager for some cash you need or wager for some cash you want and are going to have some fun with. There is a lot going on in the NBA as we see which one of these many teams, more than half, are going to get a chance to compete in the NBA postseason. So we obviously talk about some big headlines like KD and Kyrie leaving Brooklyn, Kyrie to the Dallas Mavericks, Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. They said sayonara to Brooklyn. The Brooklyn saga of the KD and Kyrie era finally comes to an end. They give Jacques Vaughn an extension, and they can finally put this in their rearview mirror after getting truly embarrassed, played, bamboozled, and just become a huge letdown in the KD, Kyrie, James Harden era with Ben Simmons sprinkled in there as well. So obviously we hit that. We talk about my team, the New York Knicks, and maybe they're turning it around slowly but surely, but with Jalen Brunson becoming the guy for this team, and hopefully we find another true number one for him to team up with, with the addition of a all-star Julius Randle, 
and uh, Josh Hart coming in the mix in a midseason trade that hopefully leads to uh, some coherency and some good times for the Knicks. That is something to enjoy and discuss and, of course, give hope for Knicks fans like me. And we get into things like the Battle of the East. It clearly is going to be either the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks coming out of the East and see if they can make a finals run. We talk about... Box Spurs, who just keep losing and losing and losing. And, of course, we get into other fun things besides all of that. From the Gary Payton the second trade fiasco, Box Spurs just losing and losing and losing. Can the Nuggets actually make a run with a fully healthy team and the Joker being the Joker, playing like an MVP? Uh, I mean, the guy is literally averaging a triple-double. That's how you know. And we get into other existential and deeper topics in terms of the NBA, like the college game today, the men's college basketball game versus the NBA right now. What's more intriguing? What's more interesting? Stuff like that. We get into a LeBron versus Jordan debate. Everyone else was having it when uh, LeBron passed Kareem in the scoring mark. Let's have our version with it. And we get into a lot of other things, talking all things NBA. And what's interesting about this episode, we have a whole new squad with us. The NBA, the productive NBA crew for this episode includes our good friend Fresh Face's new ideas, as always. And we have some... And we have two new people on the block joining us for the first time. We have Steven Bach joining us, and we have Hayden Nadler, who made his Productive Conversations debut last week. So it gets really heated. It gets really deep. There's a lot of laughs. There's a lot of whoa moments. And, of course, it's just a great productive conversation that I'm about to present to you. So let's enjoy it. Steven, Fresh Faces, and Hayden, it's your guys' turn. Let's talk things all NBA. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. It's time to talk about the league that everybody seems to have a love or hate relationship with. It's time to talk about the mid. We're at the midpoint of the NBA season. The All-Star game is done. And now we're on a road to the playoffs with play-in tournaments and a lot of player movement and all of that. So let's kick off this mid-season recap of the NBA season and look ahead to the future. So first we have returning guest Fresh Faces New Ideas. What's up? Great to see you. Hey, good to be back. Glad to be here. Um, Yeah, I'm still doing my thing. So uh, let's talk basketball. All right. Now we also have some new kids on the block joining us for the first time. We first have Hayden Nadler first joining us on a panel. He's here last week. What's up, Hayden? Good to see you again. Uh, Not much. Just good to see you. Glad to talk basketball and happy to be on. All right. Great to see you, Hayden. And then we have Steven Bach for the first time joining us. What's up, Steven? Thank you for coming by. What's up, man? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. So let's talk NBA. So much to talk about. As I said, it seems to have a love-hate relationship with people nowadays. And uh, let's get into that why. The first thing to discuss. Now, me and Fresh Faces had this conversation uh, last year. And ultimately what happened was extended. And that is the fact that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving have left the Brooklyn Nets Kevin Durant goes to Phoenix, Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. So I'm going to bring this question once again as it's set in stone now, reckon with 
the Nets got all these draft picks for it. But the Kyrie, KD, James Harden era, was this the biggest failure in the history of all, not only the NBA, but all of professional sports? I'll just simply say it clearly is. With the amount of talent they had, with all these players in their prime, and yet, I get it. You could talk about the injury issues. You could talk about this happened amongst the pandemic, whatever. But ultimately, when you have all that talent and it leads to only one series victory and it even had a playoff sweep in there, this clearly was as bad as it gets. And though the Nets got a lot of draft capital, the Nets have a new coach. They seem to have a new culture. But before that, I think it's really embarrassing for Sean Marks, especially the GM, Joseph Sy, the owner, and the Nets have a lot of cleaning up to do. And this resulted in the biggest failure in the history of sports. Do you guys agree with me? Um, I think that's a very, very tough question to say. Um, biggest failure in sports and the biggest failure in NBA history. Um, I mean, I think you can look right now. You can look at the Los Angeles Lakers with when they had, uh, even right now, when they just got Russell Westbrook, who had three straight years of a triple-double, probably one of the greatest players of his generation. You have him, Westbrook, Anthony Davis, three all-time greats, probably three Hall of Famers, and you can't even make the playoffs. So, I mean, I think it's a little bit different when you look at that end. Um, they just got rid of Frank Vogel. You only won one title in that bubble abbreviated season. So I don't even think it's the biggest failure of the last three years. If you're going to say it, the biggest failure of all time, um, I think that's. A I tough think it's thing the most. Say. It's the most unfulfilled dynasty that ever happened. Like mm-hmm. they played 16 games together, <laughs> uh, and that that's it. James Harden, like the first year, doesn't count because KD was recovering from his injury. Then they got James Harden, and that was their most successful year. Um, and then they came back the next year. James Harden was fat, and Kyrie mm-hmm. was starting to uh, um, to unravel. And then that basically blew it open. And then they traded when K. I think if Katie doesn't get hurt last year, and they don't because they were in like the first place. And then when he gets hurt, they fall to like eighth. Um, they James Harden probably tries to stay in shape a little more. Um, this team is essentially where it is. Uh, um, where was pre KD and Kyrie? But like, if you think about it, when that happened in 2018, 2019, every single team does what they do. Every single team trades for James Harden. Every single team to get a superstar does whatever. Yeah, because if you have the chance to get them, like barring literal massive injuries of the fact that Kevin Durant's shoe was slightly too large, mm-hmm. you're winning multiple titles. I don't think you win. No, I, I, I don't think you win multiple titles at all. You have to have a team. The San Antonio Spurs, when they were winning all those titles, they didn't have any. They didn't have any star. star. I don't. I completely disagree with you on that. I oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm a Spurs fan. In this first in those first. No, teams no, no, no. You got to think. You got to think about it like that. They never had like a guy like Kyrie or, or Kevin Durant in terms of talent level. They had Tim Duncan. They had Manu Ginobili. They had Kawhi. Even even a couple of those guys were a little bit aging at the time, but they played great team basketball. They had a great head coach. I don't necessarily agree with the idea. That a superstar is just going to necessarily win. No, 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 hold on. I don't. I don't. Agree I'm not saying agree. every super. There, there's a lot going on. Ky- Kawhi doesn't get hurt um, in that Warrior series. They win that title. Um, they so the, Manu doesn't foul Dirk in oh, is it 2006. I think it is. They probably win that title too. Um, so there, there's extenuating circumstances why they don't win multiple. Ray Allen doesn't travel. They win that title. There's, there's a lot of things. This, this uh, Nets team 
their offensive ceiling was higher than anything we have ever seen. And they actually could play defense. Like they were the the, the cream of the crop at that point. Uh, I think this year was the biggest disappointment because they were all healthy. I mean, Ben Simmons is whatever at this point, but Nick Claxton finally a legit NBA mm-hmm. center. Um, and like all their pieces were getting healthy. Seth Curry was going to be good. Joe Harris remembered how to shoot again. Um, I mean, not. I mean, I think the Clippers are just a big disappointment. Like you can't say Kawhi and Paul George aren't almost comfortable. I mean, KD and. And then this is this is the point to like when you said that the Lakers were a biggest disappointment. When you look at when these teams got together, when LeBron joined AD, when Kawhi and Paul George got together, when Kyrie and Kim Durant, only one of those teams has won a title. Like you can argue, oh, it's in the bubble, so it doesn't count. But they still won a title. Like none of yeah, these they still won a title. Like I agree with you on that. But like I mean, I think they were looking when they added Russell Westbrook, they thought they were going to you know be this juggernaut. Yeah, was, but then then not. Anthony Davis is still hurt. LeBron has been hurt mostly than more often than he hasn't been. And what and Westbrook really didn't fit into that team. If they made the trade, a whole good bench too with Caruso and Kuzma gone. I mean, yeah. I will say this about Kyrie. He is the most, I, I correct me, I would say he's the most disappointing and frustrating player probably in NBA history because he's the most talented point guard ever. I've never seen another mm-hmm. point guard with as much talent as Kyrie ever just in terms of his handles and how he could play. He's probably the most talented point guard ever. And the fact you can't even depend on this guy to show up and play, I mean, the guy literally could claim aliens are coming from the sky and he wouldn't play. That's how literally insane this guy is. I mean, he's, yeah. he's on another level of disappointment and frustration. I've never seen a player like that. The only other player I can think of who is as reviled in his respective sport was probably Christian Leitner. But Christian Leitner won you two titles at Duke, and everyone hated Leitner. But Leitner, Leitner backed it up every every year. They were winning titles. Kyrie Irving hasn't done. Okay, I'll say, yeah, I, yeah. Kyrie Irving hasn't done crap. Well, <laughs> that's that's the thing. That, that's that's a good point. If Kyrie doesn't win those titles with. Um, with LeBron, he didn't win that title. He's viewed the same way Vince Carter is. He's a guy that everyone is like when Vince Carter was playing, he was the guy everyone thought Vince could do anything, but Vince never won. Kyrie is less successful than Vince Carter is. And the only reason his only good games was with, with LeBron, like every other place he's been to, he's underachieved even before they got there, he underachieved. So if Kyrie winning that title is the only reason, basically he's still in the league. Like, like the fact Nobody that and that should also add to LeBron's legacy as well, that he could literally win a title with this guy who's just he's the equivalent of like Antonio Brown in the NFL without having the, the brain issues and the off legal issues. He's basically the NBA's equivalent of Antonio Brown. I'm going to I'm going to basically go there. He's so like out of his mind. I don't know if you guys would disagree with you on that, but that's the closest comparison I can make to Antonio. Yeah. I, and look, I, I it's. I think he gets one more shot at this. Um, I don't think he stays in Dallas. I, I, I mean, we we didn't really get talked about the trades, but like, yeah, that was I actually going to be my your transition. Yeah, perfect. I think he gets point. one Can more he contract. He's, he he's going to get one more contract with like probably the Lakers, and then maybe the 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 Heat will give him one shot, and that's or or the the Hornets will get desperate for him at some point. That's about. It. Do you think Kyrie can coexist with Luka at least for the rest of this half season to make somewhat of a deep playoff run? Can they make it to the Western Conference Finals with the team they have now? No. But it also depends on whether or not he goes on Joe Rogan or not. 
It was I mean, if he goes on Joe Rogan, he's going to be out of the league. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think, in my opinion, in my opinion, who I think the best team out of the West, I'm still not counting out the Warriors. Until someone beats the Warriors, I'm not counting them out to, to make the final stands. Someone has to beat them. I, they, they show up come playoff time. You still have Steph Curry. You have Wiggins who can defend. Um, Clay. Like, they're going to show up come, come the postseason. Like, I, I would not discount it to make I, – I, I don't see any team in the West where I'm like, boy, they are – I mean, the Nuggets can't win a playoff series. Their life dependent on, depends on it. They choke every year. Um, there's no team in the West where I'm like, boy, they, they really excite me. I would probably say the most complete roster now just because the Clippers got Russell Westbrook would be the team I'd probably look at and say, boy, I would say probably that's the best roster in the West right now. Even I would put them over – I would put them over the Suns even with Durant because I feel like they are a little bit more explosive and can defend a little better than the Suns. That's just my take on it. But, um, yeah, I, I, don't see the, I don't see the Mavs coming out of the West. I don't. I think maybe they'll win a series, but I don't think they're doing any more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think second round is probably, like, their best bet. I mean, it depends on the matchup. But, I mean, where'd Luka take them last year single-handed? They went to the conference finals. Ooh, conference finals. And now they had Kyrie. I mean, they got a chance to beat anybody, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they can't guard anybody. Like they're conservatively the fourth best team. You have the Nuggets are better than the Clippers. They're better than the Suns. Are better. I mean, but what have the we, Nuggets proven? What have the honest Nuggets proven? Yeah, the, the Nuggets we we, we haven't. First off, the, the Nuggets haven't been a full team in three years. The and last the, time the, the Nuggets were a healthy team, they were the Eastern. They were in the, the conference finals, and that was before Michael Porter Jr. could even like play basketball. And He's before Jokic decided I'm better than everybody else. I don't know. Like, I mean, that's fine, I'm but Jokic, you, Jokic isn't playing defense either. I'm telling you guys, with a healthy Westbrook playing every game and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, when they get all healthy, I don't see any team that's going to be. We haven't seen a point. Like. Listen, Kyrie, I, I was a big Kawhi fan before he uh, forced his way out of San Antonio. <laughs> um, we haven't seen Kawhi play two straight weeks, much less two straight months. When have we seen Kyrie Irving do the same thing? You could say the same thing. Yeah, that's the difference. Kyrie Irving's not the best player on his team and the most important piece. The Clippers aren't going to win a title without a fully healthy Kawhi. We haven't seen a fully healthy Kawhi in three years. The last time he was fully healthy, he won a title. Like, he's not fully healthy. Until Kawhi can... Okay, when when has Durant been fully healthy? Durant hasn't been fully healthy either. Like, you're saying... It doesn't... doesn't, doesn't, Any of his players. No, I understand that. Kyrie's not a health risk. Yeah, yeah, Kyrie's not a health risk, but that team can't guard anybody. Can anyone guard anyone in this league? The, the Cavaliers right now are the best defensive team in the league. They're 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 still averaging teams still averaging 106.8 points against them. So nobody can defend anyone. Okay, yeah, I don't want to hear about still defense. Need to, you still need somebody who can like who is their best wing defender? It doesn't matter. They'll find some random crappy player like Tim Hardaway, and he'll be their best player on defense. I mean, honestly, I think I think if you want to say defensively, I think the the Suns have a big and uh, Suns have a big in um, DeAndre Ayton, who's one of the best centers in the league. So in terms of they they have a big at least who can send the the rim. If you want to say that, but like I said, I mean, I, people want to say defense wins championships. Uh, defense ain't winning championships in this modern day NBA. That's from the nineties and the early two thousands when the Pistons were playing the Detroit Pistons and it was eighty three sixty eight. That's the score at like the second quarter right now. So defense is winning <laughs> titles right now. Nobody plays any defense. So, I mean, you want to have well, the team that can really Wait, hold on. Because if you think about it, like some of the biggest plays in the last, you know, five years, uh, we have the, obviously the most famous play of LeBron's career. The block, is the the block, block. yes. The block. And then you look, think about the Bucks title. The most famous play in that series is probably uh, Giannis's block on eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're talking about one defensive play for each game. Yeah, That's you the do, only thing like, people the, remember. 
but you need to have some semblance of like a, a base defense. Other than, like, there's probably going to be a shootout at some point if the maps. Well, all those were fast break plays, weren't they? So, what are you talking about for base defense? You have to have some type of defensive player to because look, the 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 reason the Celtics lost well, last year is they, a defensive player. I mean, Giannis it's because they, they the Warriors messed up Tatum's rhythm and he played like garbage because he wasn't ready for the defensive pressure. There's yeah, I nobody think he just choked under pressure, to be honest. Right, because there was uh, actually Tatum was pressure. good enough. I, I don't agree with you on that. Tatum was good enough plus Tatum, Tatum right now should be in the MVP conversation. He's he's an incredibly good player. Yeah, I don't I want to think this I, just, I completely disagree with you on that. That Celtics team last year probably they didn't have a ton of time besides Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's a star in this league. He's gonna be a top. I would say he's gonna be a top five player pretty soon. Yeah. And had coming off an All Star game to MVP too, and uh, we could see if he ultimately making the finals last year. Obviously, is a big deal, but can Jason Tatum finally get that um, championship? We'll get into a little later. But also transitioning to the other trade that was made from the Nets. Talk to me about KD's impact to Phoenix right now, especially once he comes back and plays his first game. I mean, yeah, KD is going to have a huge impact. I mean, obviously, he's one of the best wing players and, and probably shooters the game has seen. Probably, he's one of the greatest scorers the game has ever seen. I, I would say probably barring on my, minus Kobe Bryant, he's one of probably the best of the generation. So he's, I mean, in terms of the talent, what he could do if he could just, like Stephen A. Smith said, if he could just shut his mouth and play basketball, I think they got a real chance to win the title. But I mean, it's very hard with these midseason acquisitions. You don't have any time to really gel with the players. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have to install a new system for him, so Monty Williams is gonna have to figure out come up with a new system for Kevin Durant. But um, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be very, very tough. But I do feel like with Kevin Booker, Devin Booker, Devin Booker, not Kevin, Devin Booker, uh, Kevin Durant, and uh, Chris Paul, a facilitator, I feel like Kevin Durant's gonna be. I think it's a perfect system for Durant to succeed. He's gonna put up his numbers for sure, and they're gonna be a team we reckon with. I expect them to at least make the conference finals, definitely. He's. Well, I don't agree with you on the system. Kevin Durant's one of those players who you can kind of just plug in. Like he can, they can run the same stuff for Durant that they ran for Mikael Bridges, and it'll just be more effective than what they ran for Mikael Bridges. He can, he can ISO for himself, and they can space Chris Paul and and uh, Devin Booker. They don't have to rebuild a lot to just fit Kevin Durant. In. They just can throw it to him at the end of an uh, at the end of the shot clock. So do you think that's going to be a problem with two possession players who constantly need the ball, like Devin Booker and uh, Kevin Durant? Do you think that could be a problem in terms of who's going to get? No, the ball, I don't think so. The ball? I, I think I think uh, Kevin Durant doesn't really care. Um, I, I, and I think with Chris Paul, it's not going to be like a huge issue. It, I think health is more of an issue than anything else for them. But the like, yeah, I agree. Because Katie, like, unless he's playing with Westbrook, I don't think he really cares who the point guard is making the decisions. I mean, he did the same thing with the Warriors when he was open, which was all the time. He just took the shot. But otherwise, he didn't care. It was Steph or Clay going off. Yeah, it, and it's it's like this te- the team with the the thing with this um uh, the the Suns team like they have to win now like their ceiling like when we talk about how explosive this team is it's not they don't have a long ceiling I, I think they have like a two year window basically they have whatever this year and then maybe next because Chris Paul has looked bad yeah most of he's the not year. the same yeah but I don't uh, think Chris Paul is the big but I mean you still got Devin Booker though so you yeah. got a guy under yeah, Devin Booker and here's the thing you got a couple of years with with them I know he won. I know he wanted to go to Phoenix, and it's going to be fun. I think if he wanted to extend his career and really just like play with like, like just, just to like have the most fun, he should have gone to Denver. And I know Denver can't do the same; they couldn't match the same picks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, what is Kevin Durant if not the ultimate version of Michael Porter Jr.? 
Like, like the best player Michael Porter Jr. could be is Kevin Durant. Like, if you put him on that team, they would have been so good, and he could have basically just coasted till his forty till his forty five played next to Jokic. Um, but they they didn't have the picks, and look, that, the Nets are an interesting team now. I don't, I, I haven't, I I don't know which picks they have because they're all jumped up between whatever they gave to um, to Philly, whatever they got back from Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever they like, they have all these picks, but they're like, you know, they're protected or they're swapped. It's it's all spread over, over they have, all like, over the. Because Bridges is really good, yeah. And then, like, they have all the weeks. I don't expect everyone to be on this this roster this time next year. I don't expect Dorian Finney and Smith. I don't know if um, both uh, uh, what's his face, Joe Harris and Seth Kerr, Seth Kerr will be on this team next year. Like, they have pieces that can be built, but they're essentially where they were before they got Kyrie and Katie. Like the D lawyer. Do you think Mikel Bridges is better suited as a solid number two, though, instead of leading the team? I, I think that, I think Mikel Bridges is a number two. I wouldn't say he's a number one. And yeah, do we I see agree. Ben Simmons if he, if he, I don't know, ben snaps Simmons out of it to become to the show number up one? And, you know, say he's a, you know, literally stabbed his toe. Oh my God, I'm out for a year and a half. God. <laughs> he, he really should just go to Charlotte. Because it's like the perfect place for him to like figure out how to play basketball again, get his confidence back, and no one will care. Like, yeah, nobody cares about what happens. Well, I don't think anyone cares about Brooklyn anymore. <laughs> well, I yeah. Well, I mean, it's whenever Camp Thomas goes off. I mean, they're they're going to be basically the that um. There's always that one team that's like a really good regular season team, and that that's kind of feisty, and it's like oh Denver. maybe they're the team nobody wants to see. Denver, and they, Denver. every year, it's Denver. That's what Denver. Is. Yeah, yeah, it was a pre. It was like the that, that Denver team in between Melo and and Jokic. Yeah, like they've, that they've had they've had that. That's the that's the team with Denver every year. Do we think that Denver? You know, they're number one in the West right now. Jokic is on his way to another MVP season. Can they at least get to the finals? Hold on, hold on. You you, you said Jokic is on his other way to an MVP season. I I agree with you. He he could win it. But did you see Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid's averaging thirty three points a game as a center. Like I think Joel Embiid should 100% be in that conversation. Jokic's worst game statistically is averaging a triple double. I mean, right? I mean, Joel Embiid, from what I saw, is probably the best center I've seen since Shaq. He's he's incredible. Yeah, like when he yeah. actually plays healthy, he's unstoppable. I mean, he's he's a he's a he's a tank. And I I, yeah, I feel yeah, like I we're underrating Joel Embiid, Embiid a little bit. I think Embiid will get it just because they're tired of giving to Joker. <laughs> I mean, who, who gives it three times in a row? Like, as an unexciting white guy to watch, like, there's no way. <laughs> and um, you know, we know like LeBron, they they don't they got tired of giving it to LeBron, so you know maybe you're right on that one, Stephen. And um, you know, I always like to give this little portion of the sh- of the NBA show, always just talking Knicks really quick. Knicks have oh, been. Knicks have been very streaky, to say the least. This is a team that will go on a six-game winning streak and then lose five in a row. They'll go on a seven-game winning streak and then lose eight in a row. Right now, since the addition of Josh Hart, they're so far undefeated with him at 2-0. and But um, with this, though, do we think this team with the rise of Jalen Brunson, with uh, Julius Randle playing like an all-star again, even though in the all-star game he... He had a silly all-star game weekend. Do we think this team is good enough to at least make it beyond the play-in, maybe even win a round, and maybe finally 
and then maybe they can finally attract that big number one we've been looking for. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I actually think they are, actually. This is the first year where I'm actually saying there's a little bit of continuity in the team mm-hmm. with uh, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson has honestly shocked me. Um, I'm excited yeah. about what Julius Randle's doing. you got a guy who, and R.J. Ballard, still young, is only 22. Um, I feel like this is the most, this is probably the best solid group of players they've had in probably five or six years. I do think they're well coached under Thibodeau. Um, are they going to land this a star player is a very big question. Um, Because it feels like every year the Knicks say they're going to get a Ferrari and wind up with a Honda Civic. That's what it feels like every <laughs> year. And Because I hear the same crap every year. And it's infuriating as a Knicks fan. It's absolutely infuriating. But um, I actually think this roster is well-constructed in a lot of different areas. They got um, – yeah, Josh Hart looks good as an addition. Um, when Mitchell Robinson comes back, he's a good enforcer under the boards. Jericho Sims is a nice too. young player. So um, I actually feel like they're actually doing it right with Leon Rose and – the roster, I feel like there's some confidence there. It's very infuriating, obviously, that they can't get a star player, but I feel like if they keep building this, this is something – I feel like this season they could win a playoff series. There's no one in the East maybe that besides Boston and, and Milwaukee where I'm saying is unbeatable. Um, I like Cleveland, actually. I think Cleveland's my sleeper team to go to the finals. I really like Cleveland. But, I mean, in a series with the 3-6, you're going to get – you know, you're going to get Philly. They can make that They can make that a six-game series, six-seven-game series. Yeah. I mean, they, they can – That's the only they, team they that, like – that's the only upper team that I think that they could be. Um, they, they're not going to be Boston. They're not going to be more. I look, they, I don't, I don't know who they trade for at this point. Like, like who's the star guy that they're, they're going to get. They were apparently in talks with, they want to get Levine. Levine. Yes. That's what they want. Yeah. I, I don't know how they, they could get Levine for whatever they were offering. Why, why couldn't they get Kevin Durant? Seriously. Look, why couldn't they? I don't understand why they couldn't make a deal for Kevin Durant. Like I, I, I don't, I don't see oh, what, Katie what didn't want to play that the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks don't have the Dolan effect. <laughs> They well, they have Devin Booker, and Katie wanted to go to Phoenix. That, that oh, so you're telling me you wouldn't want to play with New York, Julius Randle, all the t- young talent they have, plus in the New York market. I think it would have been a great fit for. I don't think Katie cares about the market. Yeah, he just. Wants I, the I, ball. I, I, I don't. I think he just kind of wants to play with his friends. <laughs> uh, Tell us uh, a perfect explanation there. Look what's happening. He, he's like, like he's so good. It doesn't even matter. Like just having him means you're like going to make the playoffs at the very least. And if you have like a semi-competent roster, you're going to go kind of deep with him. Um, it doesn't but like this. I who towns is town. Are they going to get towns in two years? I this next team. Like, like, how do you, yeah. how much better they, are they going to get? Like the, the, just this core. Like is RJ Barrett going to have, are they, is he and Julius Randall going to bounce off of years where they both play like garbage or they're not. I mean, up to their I, I have said, I have said this so many times, the guy they should go after is Bradley Beal. One hundred thousand percent. They should be going hard after Bradley Beal. I don't understand why they haven't got him yet. That's the guy who I would go after if I was the next. Because he's his contracts with a trillion dollars, and he's not. Like, how much better does Bradley Beal? Be? Like they should have gone harder. They should have gotten Donovan Mitchell. Like that. They should have just thrown whatever they could yeah. get Donovan Mitchell, and this would have yeah, been a totally. I'm upset different. now because Barrett's not having a good season. They should. You're telling me you wouldn't give Donovan up Barrett Mitchell. and a couple other picks for Bradley Beal? I feel like that'd be a great addition with with Julius. Yeah, Randall. I would do that, but I don't know how much better Bradley Beal makes you. Oh, I don't agree with you on that. Bradley oh. Beal. Bradley Beal at one point was having dirty for the Wizards couple, last year. He's he's a great player. I think he, he's one of the best underrated scores in the league. He's not a guy that I don't think he's going to cost as much as Donovan Mitchell or or some of those other guys. I feel like you could get him at a discounted price and still be a, you would have a great roster. Bradley. Well, it's not going to it's not going to cost in picks, but it's going to cost in the fact that he's this this mass. I think he's a trade cost too. Um, he does. 
he's, he's, they're gonna, he's gonna get paid like $50 million. So just a matter of matching salaries and the, you know, how much depth are you gonna lose for that? And that's that's the one thing you wonder too. And apparently they were trying to shop him out, but just players though they just don't want to make that long commitment for an aging player too. And um, well, you only hope that this this will only get solved if the Dicks just keep winning, keep staying, keep staying, keep staying consistent. And again, even if you don't get these draft picks, I'm sorry, even if you don't get these star players, if you can't make moves this summer, just going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. Finally hit it right in the draft. I mean, Quinta Grimes has some yes, potential, too. We're not going to get a high enough pick where we can really hit pay dirt. We're not, like, what, what are they going to get? Like a, They're going to be like in the lottery. They're not going to be. they have other pick. picks from – I think they have a decent amount of picks from other teams. So. Oh, yeah. yeah they they, they got like five or six still left that they could – deal off or they at least could keep trying them and then and making these first the, the other thing is you can consolidate to move up because like like the pelicans have like a zillion picks and they're not going to keep well they, they could give rj for like a, a pick if they wanted to move up like really high up in the draft like yeah. i feel like so it's not like, like rj it's not like you they can't like they have the uh, ob pop and maybe if he had a later round pick for but I'm surprised he didn't get moved, Obi, especially with the rotation issues. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that didn't end up getting moved. This was also very weird for like what after, like pre to the the day before the trade deadline, there was a whole bunch of first round picks in the trade. And then the day of the trade deadline, I don't think there was any actual first rounders traded, just a whole bunch of second rounders. Yeah. I recall that that as well. Which was just like just a stupid amount of second rounders. Like there were some of these trades were just nonsense. Like the Devontae Graham trade, I, I still don't understand. Like, I guess it's a solid trade for the, the Pelicans. But, like, four second round, who who's paying this? Like, the, the Jay Crowder for five second rounds? I mean, that's a good trade because second rounds are essentially, you know, when you're that good, they don't matter. You're getting them in, like, the 50s. And then he gets, like, you know, hidden, hidden gems and stuff like that. And, um, and uh, I ultimately see this, you know, we then have someone through the NBA and all the player movements and stuff. Like I do that. like I do like the Josh Hart trade. That was a good pickup because they got yeah. him for essentially. Not- he's fine, but like is like you like you said, he's really. He's not a game changer. That, yeah, like you like you said. Well, that's that, that's basically what the Blazers did. They traded everything for nothing. Apparently, they, the Mavs were going to get Thibel, and Thibel in Dallas would have been a good pickup. But like, do you think they should have gotten uh, OG Ananobi? That's another guy who they're looking at too. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't moved. I don't know why, especially if the Durant trade was done. I don't see why teams didn't go after him harder. Like, if there's one guy that like I would think I'd want to stick on Durant on the short list, it's like Kawhi, and then it's like OG Ananobi. Like that's that's like it. I, don't know. I think the Raptors know they're stuck in that purgatory, and they don't want to give him up for like nothing. But they're gonna lose them all. Like Fred Van Fleet yeah. is going to Orlando for 150 million dollars, um, <laughs> and then like I don't know, like I don't understand that they couldn't have traded things uh, for more for the Raptors. Like, okay, you got Portal, and I like Portal, and he was good, and I think that, and I think Golden State should have gone after him, um, but I don't understand him in Dallas or in uh, Toronto. And I and like look, I guess you're trying to, to like build the bridge, but all, a lot of the guys that Dallas or that uh, Portland traded for, they're going to be free agents, and they're going to have to pay off for these guys. Like they're not going to win, win with Dame. They're what the seventh best team in the in the West. No, they 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 went to one conference finals with Dame. That's the furthest they've gotten. And, and that was yeah, most, that did everyone get hurt that year? Yeah, like, that was the furthest they're, they're probably going to get because they got. I'm not gonna say they got lucky, but they they got on, they got a long run. He seems like he really wants to stay there, Dame. 
Well, he wants to be a guy that plays his whole. He wants to be a guy that plays his whole career with one team. That's that's damn. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, just gonna, as long as he's aware, he's not going to win anything, which <laughs> seems kind of crazy for the type of player he is. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. And, and and look, part of it isn't his fault. Like those those Warriors teams, nobody was beat those Warriors teams. Like it came in a, at like a weird time for the the league where he needed a second guy, and they never got him. They never got him. Well, they tried to get CJ McCollum, but he was never like a. a, a they, he was never like a. Not like getting a big three like they had with the, the Heat. Yeah, yeah, they never had that like extra. They never had that wing. Like if they had Jaron Grant like three years ago, maybe they would have made some more noise. But you know, it seems that the Can Blazers. No, I was just going to um, – yeah, we'll get right into that, but I just want to say that the Blazers seem to be the next projected team to go to, on sale for the NBA. And um, I just wonder how that's going to all unfold. Rumor, I, I've heard rumors about and read about that the Blazers might soon be up for sale. And I just wonder what a new owner would do in that situation with an aging dame at this point and if the franchise can get people excited again for them. Well, if you get a new owner, they're not going to trade in. Like they're oh yeah, because you, you're going to they're going to want to keep people in the seats and start to recoup some. What is probably going to be something like of a three billion dollar deal? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we saw Matt Ishiboa going all in for as soon as he buys the Suns and the deal is official, he gets Kevin Durant. We're just going to see more and more. No matter what league it is, more aggressive billionaires buying teams as investments and. See if they can uh, bring well, yeah, some hope to the fans. Oh yeah, um, but yeah. I, I look. I don't know. They're probably going to lose. They're probably going to lose some picks from the Gary Payton thing. Yes, yes, probably in that whole ordeal. But you wanted to talk about the trade. Which trade exactly? It was. This was the Golden yeah. State, uh, Portland, Atlanta, and then there was a fourth team in it. I don't remember. Oh, Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. This trade originally, my understanding, was originally basically James Wiseman and like some picks for Sadiq Bay, which I thought was a really good trade for the Warriors. Um, James Wiseman has like no value to their their organization. The dude unfortunately can't really play basketball as far as we've been able to tell, which is part of this just weird lockout uh, uh, pandemic draft where nobody had any scouting and the kid hadn't played. And it was hard to tell like how good he was. For, and for Sadiq Bay, who basically could have been like a bigger Otto Porter Jr. for them. And when you, you, you especially after the Durant trade, you, you need another wing guy. You can't just have Wiggins and, and Draymond. You throw another wing at Durant with somebody like Bay, who is, he's not the most skilled, but he's a big dude. He's a big wing who can shoot threes pretty well. You know, he, he's a better player than people realize because Detroit's kind of garbage, so nobody paid any attention to them. Um, so I thought that was a good trade. But then he ends up in Atlanta, which is an incredibly depressing franchise. And then they get this Gary, they get Gary Payton back, who's apparently hiding a ab injury and is is out for a month. And like, yeah, you won a title with Gary Payton and you basically traded James Wiseman to bring him back after you just didn't resign him anyway. But like Gary Payton's six foot two. Like he's not going to be the the the, the type of wing that you're gonna need in these things. I just think it was a mistake. Yeah, well, I thought this whole trade was like a nothing. Like who cares? Like this doesn't change anything to be honest. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the point. Like they like they gave up Wiseman for essentially the player that they already had in their roster. That's why I think it was it was they took on more con they took on a longer contract for more years 
for a thing they didn't want to pay a guy anyway, just to trade a piece to get him back. That's why I think Sadiq Bey would have been the better option, because then if they didn't like him, they didn't have to sign him again, or they could do a sign and trade with him. Um, it just, I to me, they got the wrong player. I mean, it, James Wiseman. They got Sadiq Bey. I don't think that's a huge game changer for anybody. I think it's a bigger game changer for them than than Gary Payton is. Uh, and by the way, the trade is uh, James Wiseman at the moment went to Detroit. Bay went to Atlanta. Kevin Knox went to Portland, and Gary Payton the second. Nobody knows if he's playing or not. Just just to recap, but you were saying, uh, I mean, fucking Kevin Knox, one of the like eight, one of the multiple first round eighth overall picks that the Knicks blew. Um, yeah, that was that was a bad. Just another. I cannot believe. I remember watching that draft thinking they're definitely taking Michael Porter. Like, no, we're just another failed don't Kentucky the, uh, guy. Don't, don't the Pistons now have uh, Kate Cunningham and uh, Wiseman? So we're like, well, maybe they're trying to build the young core out of that. Well, Cade's out. I mean, look, I th- I think that was a good that was a good pick, um, pickup for them. You Kate you Cunningham have was, Kate Cunningham was healthy. He's been a pretty good player. Yeah, like you have Jalen Durden, who's who's good, but he's still super young. James Wiseman's still super young. All the rest of your centers suck. So you can you can take time to build around them. You got to give a a big athletic target for for Ivy while he learns and somebody who could theoretically play defense. Like that's a good trade for a team like Detroit. That's what you do. You go after reclamation projects of high traffic. That's what, well, I mean, I mean, Detroit right now is, is a, uh, they're a mess to be honest. They're, they're just, they're yeah, in a that, that's on purpose. They're rebuilding. Like they're I, rebuilding. I'm surprised they didn't move Bogdan. They'll probably move him in the yeah, offseason. I was, I was surprised by that too. Bogdan, Bogdanovich. Um, I guess because nobody, w- you know what I think it is? I think that so many teams have spent their first round picks on like some of these guys. They, they like teams don't have the ammunition to keep firing off these five first rounders for somebody that they can't move these smaller things except for second round picks because the net the Bucks traded five first rounders and pick swaps for um, Drew Holiday. The uh, the Lakers did that for AD. The the Wolves did that for uh, um, Gobert. Like. The, 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 there's three first rounders for in, um, the Dejounte. There's rules around this that you can't trade them so many picks. I think there's just that there's only like four teams with first rounders at this point. That, and it also shows how immediate they want to win. It's, it's a win now league, right? Like there's these teams are going to be you know a lot of these teams are going to be dumpster fires for like these teams can like be farm systems for <laughs> other teams. Like the yeah. Lakers pick like. The, the Pelicans may get a top 10 pick from the Lakers or the, the, the Utah Jazz might get a top 10 pick from um, uh, the Wolves. Like you can literally create your franchise from someone else's misery, which is what Boston did with uh, with Brooklyn. Yeah. So I think that's an, that that's a thing where you're asking for first round picks. There's only a couple teams who are like, yeah, I'm going to throw multiple first round picks at you. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Now, fresh faces. I just... When we do NBA shows, I always have to ask you about you and your Spurs. They have lost 14 in a row. How are you still holding up? How is how is Pop still how is Pop still there? He must really like basketball, I guess, even though he comes off miserable all the time. I thought Pop was going to retire a couple years ago when uh, after his wife died, and we've talked about this in the show. Um, I think it really depends on this lottery. We're playing for the lottery. Everyone on this team is terrible. Like the. The, the best thing we get is Jeremy Sohan upped his free throw shooting by 30% by sh- shooting with one hand. Um, they uh, Malachi Brennan is, is, is kind of good. He's interesting. Um, we don't have a point guard. So, you know, if we're not getting, if we're not getting, 
Um, Victor, I'm getting Scoot is fine, but we're probably going to end up with one of the, the Thompson twins. And outside of those four, I don't even know who else is worth it in this draft. Um, this is, it's just, you know, it's a rebuild. It's, it's, you know, I mean, it's not something his first fans have experienced in two decades. You had, you had 20 years of, of winning championships. and Yeah, we won five yeah. titles in 20 yeah, years. You can, like, you, can, you, can, you can have a little bit of... This is like our first real rebuild year. Like last year, we were like kind of good. And then DeJounte Murray was, you know, was going to be too expensive. And look, we're, we're, Keldon, Keldon's not like the best player on the team. Devin Vassell could be like the second best player on the team. He could be very... He, there's no reason he couldn't be at least as good as Desmond Bain. Um, like there, there are pieces there. They just, you know, they just kind of suck on purpose, which is fine. It doesn't matter. It's it's fine to to watch them them take their lumps and you know, well, you know, maybe uh, Charles Bassey or who the fuck that kid is that we just signed for the ten day contract is <laughs> is any good? It does like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess he doesn't care about his winning percentage too, because these losses will catch up. But again, he's all who cares? The dude had he won like. Tim Duncan was like the winningest player of his era. He won the only time he didn't win 50 games was the year they won that title when they they, they only played 50 games in the season. He won 50 games in the 66 game lockout season. Tim Duncan won 50 games every year. Pop has like a 70% win percentage. You know, speaking of teams and franchises that have been waiting a long time to be relevant, how do we feel about the Kings right now? They're third in the West. Halliburton seems to really start some culture there as long as De'Arian Fox. Mike Brown, you know, LeBron's old coach, is really turning him around. Isn't this a nice feel-good story to see? Oh, yeah, light the beam. Look, this is fun. Look, they're not very good. Like, they're not going to win. They may win one round if they catch a team that gets, like, if they catch the Timberwolves in the first round or something, something, they may beat them. (laughs) Um yeah, I think they're just like Memphis Light. Like, I mean, they got um, De'Aaron Fox. They got De'Aaron and, uh, Fox. They got Sabonis. They got some good players. I think De'Aaron Fox yeah. is good. Yeah, I mean, they might playing well. Keegan Murray's okay. Like, they just need a wing. They don't have a wing. That would have been a fun team for Durant to bid on. That, <laughs> uh, they definitely made a mistake trading uh, Halliburton instead of Fox because yeah, they are um, still better. You know, you think uh, Halliburton's better than Fox? Yeah, oh, that's what I meant to say. After they traded Halliburton, I meant to say after they traded Halliburton, they still seem to um, rise up. But you were I mean, saying- they still have Buddy Hill. They have Buddy Hill right now, who actually has the. Um, I want to say he has the most threes at this time in, in a career. I want to say he was like one of the first players to to make. Uh, they just said yeah, that. No, yeah. Buddy Hill's shooting is ridiculous. Um, yeah, Buddy Hill's an incredible three point shooter. And he just has never been on a good team. Um, and. <laughs> Like they no, got I think, very, I think they got some very good players, and they have Mike Brown. It's had experience in the league. I think they're well coached, but it's just—I mean—they got to make the playoffs this year. But I feel like they may be feeling the pressure of having the longest drought in sports right now. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, on. They're, they're like they're, they're the three seed right now. Like barring something ca- catastrophic, they're probably going to make the playoffs. So I mean, the the streak yeah, is they probably can get bounced low. into the play and lose depending. They're all pretty close. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure they're going to make it though. Like no, they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, it's just you know. They're going to be there, you know, they'll be a feisty. Maybe they'll win a game. Um, they but, yeah, they, look, they the have first round, depending. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's a fun team. It's a good story. Um, but I mean, they're going to, I mean, right now, they they could end up playing Dallas in the first round because 3 6 would be, that would be fun. They're not going to beat Dallas. I don't think they're beating Dallas. I don't think they're beating Dallas. I don't think they're beating 
the Clippers, and I don't think they're beating um the Suns. There's three teams. Yeah, they need I, a I five seed think, so they can play. Something I don't like think the they're they're, they're, or... they're beating any of those teams. I mean, and they're yeah, all I don't right. Think they'll beat the Lakers. So, I mean, we'll, neither. So, I mean, we'll, well see. They I'm could, look at look, the they can beat now. the Pelicans. You don't know who's going to play for the Pelicans. There's no chance that Zion. There's a chance Zion doesn't play again this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really depends. It really depends who gets the top six teams. I mean, you know, if right now they're going to be playing Dallas or they're probably going to play Phoenix. I don't think they're better than any of those teams. I don't. I think they could probably take Dallas like six. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Dallas – I mean, that would be a six-team I think, I think Dallas the, they'd right be now. lucky if they took one game. Hmm. I don't I, know. I, they could take if Dallas. If I'm Darren Fox, I'm whispering like JFK definitely. stuff into Kyrie's ear the whole game. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're averaging the most points in the league, uh, Sacramento, right now. They're averaging 119. If they so. play Dallas, somebody's going to score 180 points in a game. It's it's just going to have that because they're not going to play. It's going to be first to 120. Like, gonna what win do you think season. about like like the NBA game versus the college game? Because like I, I'm saying, I'm seeing these teams put up like 140 to like 130. And like to me, I don't find that as entertaining. Like I watch college basketball and every game is like 70 to like 66 and there's defense being played. Maybe it's not as good basketball. But personally, I find the NBA, I find the college game a little bit more exciting to watch um, right now. No, the college game is a little more unpredictable. And it depends like – it depends on the type of game it is. Like if they're just if it's like like nice ball movement uh, type of thing, like the the beautiful game Spurs stuff. That's that's a lot of fun to watch. Like even if they're scoring a lot, um, I don't mind that. Part of the reason college doesn't score as much is because they get kind of like similar shots to the NBA. Well, they're like short half, short half too. You get forty minutes for forty eight. Right. So that's why. It's shorter games, and the, and the players clearly aren't as good. Like that's why there's most. Yeah, no, of I, I agree. There's just so much more parity, and it feels like everyone's got a chance. Right, because I mean, it, well, it's also in, you there's know. also 300 plus game teams in yeah, it's college. Three, there's 363 in the NDF, so Division right. One. So unless you're getting like one of the first overall guys, you're you're the, most of the college teams are are basically on the same playing field. Yeah, it's just amazing. I like you know like the best team and like you know like a Kentucky could lose to St. Peter's, like a one year St. Peter's went to the Elite Eight. It's I think it gives every field, school feeling like a chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same in the NBA, but it's it's different. Like they're they're because it's a one and out tournament. You have one bad night, it's over. Like it, over a longer series of time, it's very rare that the the shittier basketball team in the NBA wins. A like series. I mean, it's just like I remember like when it used to be like the Pistons versus the, like the the Pacers in like the two thousand three two thousand four. They the games would be like eighty to sixty, and like yeah, that's because they were like, playing slug baseball. It, it was entertaining. I mean, I, I honestly find that kind of entertaining. Like, I feel like with the defense and the blocks, where every possession really matters. Like, it's now when the games are one hundred and forty to one hundred thirty. I feel like the possessions don't really matter as much because because every team scores a goddamn three pointer in every other shot. So, it's, but it's not. It's not that the possessions don't. It's not that the no. It's not that possessions don't matter any much. It's they're playing the game with such like mathematical precision that each possession. It's basically maximized to score you points. So it's and, instead of it being, you know, a, uh, a battle of attrition from like physical attrition of getting your head caved in um, because they're going to clothesline you when you cross the paint um, or they're going to hand check the shit out of you. Uh, it's it's about, you know, can I pay attention for the entirety of the shot clock? In order to not have like Joe Harris open in the corner for a three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, because the rules right now, because it's a little ticky tack and all, you know, you can't play as much defense. I mean, I, it's very, it's very. I would say the game right now, the quality of basketball, I think, is better. Actually, it's probably better because I feel like it really encourages the shooting to be better. So I would yeah, say the, the quality, quality of basketball definitely is better. I would say, yeah, 
But like, I, I just, for me personally, I think it's, I think it's some of the calls are a little bit ticky tack from what I've seen in the NBA, but. Yeah, but that's always the bit that's that's a complaint from every fan for every generation and every sport. I mean, how how what was the big takeaway from the the Super Bowl? Oh, that was a bad blown call at the end that's of the game. Mm-hmm. It's it's every every sport that has a referee making some type of call will have people complaining about that call. Yeah, it's, it's not a uh, especially with, it's not <laughs> sports way. <laughs> excuse me, especially with sports wagering right now in some states being legal, especially for sports wagering being legal in many states as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm down the right place. I have a question for you guys. LeBron passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the ultimate oh, and number one scorer in I the league. Into this. And whether you are ESPN, whether you're a local radio show, it's been debated now since LeBron specifically passed this record. Does he now have a better chance to say he's better than Michael Jordan in the Michael Jordan versus LeBron debate? I'll start with Steven on this one. Who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Dude, I'm always taking Michael Jordan. I mean, he's 6-0 in the playoffs. Oh. He's played way less time. Like, he's he <laughs> missed years. I mean, the three-point shooting is so much different now. Like, if he wanted to score, like, 100 points a game, he, he, he could have. Like, the defense is totally different. Um, I mean, LeBron made sure all his teams were stacked. I mean, he, he's... He's fantastic, like how long he's been able to play in his prime. But that's what happens when you pay, what, $30 million a year just to stay healthy. And he never yeah, really right. had a major injury till like the last year or two where he's missed a couple games. But, I mean, no, you, you can't take it away from Mike. He's the ultimate winner I mean, in that sense. I am. I, I, I mean, look. LeBron should have two more championships if he if like his whole team didn't get hurt against that first Warriors team, and then he choked in the Mavericks. And maybe after those two, you could give it to him. But I, I don't know. I um I completely disagree with you on that. I think LeBron a hundred percent is the greatest player ever. <laughs> I, I I no, I completely disagree. I mean, you're telling me this guy has been to ten straight finals. He has the most points ever. He's actually has the most buzzer beaters in the playoffs. I want to see he has the most playoff points of all time as well. Um, he's ninth all time in three point shooting. He's basically been the best player in the early 2000s, the 2010s, and parts of the 2020s. Still averaging 30, 70, 30 right, right now when he's 40 years old almost. I mean, he's the best player. I, there is no better player. It's not even close in terms of who is the better talent, who is the better player on the court between LeBron and Jordan. J- LeBron James is the better. 100% the better basketball player. If you want to talk about winning, that's an entirely different conversation. But LeBron James also went to 10 straight finals, which Jordan only went to six. It has to be taken into account that LeBron James has also went to four more finals than Michael Jordan, even though Michael Jordan never lost any. That has to be taken into account. You also have to take into account all the different teams he's played with. And in no different series at any of that point, the only series he lost, in my opinion, where he was the better team that they lost was uh, to Dallas. That was the only time where I can honestly say LeBron wasn't outmatched when he lost the finals. So he's about, what is he, four and six in the finals? Like, what can you say? That Two of he, them he wasn't like, winning. Two or three. Three of them he certainly wasn't winning. He wasn't no, winning he wasn't, in 07. The only one that he honestly should have won is Dallas. That's the only one where I can honestly say, boy, like, probably should have won that one. But, like, if you're telling me the guy with the 10 straight finals, he pretty much he played more Hall of Famers than Jordan did. 
He played 29 Hall of Famers, I want to say, in the playoffs. He's also played with way more Hall of Famers and All-Stars than Jordan ever did. Who did Jordan ever play with? Pippen? You also got to look at the fact that you also got to look at the fact that Jordan had Phil Jackson, who was the greatest coach of all time. Okay, like Eric Spolstra is a great coach. I'm not I'm not disparaging Eric Spolstra. Like um, Mike Brown's a good coach as well, and so is um, so is Frank Vogel. But he never had a Phil Jackson. Like that's a big part of it. That's a very big part that people just don't want to don't want to conceive to consider the fact that maybe LeBron James never had a Phil Jackson or one of the greatest coaches of all time. And also look what happened when LeBron James left Cleveland. They won 16 games when he left Cleveland. When Michael Jordan left to play baseball for two years. Where if LeBron James did that, he would have literally been thrown out of basketball in the media. He would. Did you know what they would have said about my, LeBron James if he just said, "Hey, fuck this, I'm just leaving. I'm I'm going to play baseball." Or, or he didn't even go to play baseball. He went to gamble. Okay. If this, if social media <laughs> was around during Michael Jordan, he would have been the most criticized player ever, and no player ever in the history history of sports was as touted as LeBron James and lived up to the hype as LeBron James. I don't want to hear it anymore. LeBron James is the greatest. He's better than Jordan, in my opinion. If you want to say he's a better winner, that's a different conversation than saying he's a better player. LeBron James, one hundred thousand percent, is the better player than Michael Jordan. I'll let I'll let you talk on this one. That's that's my take on it. I mean, statistically, you're right. Like his his statistics, and if you look at the teams, like Jordan, like if you look at the last couple teams that Jordan played against, like those two Jazz teams, they were terrible. They, they just were. They, they kind of fell into the finals by accident. Um, the uh, the teams LeBron, like LeBron had three finals that just making to, like he was never going to win. He was never going to win in 07. No, he was never going to be in 07. He was never beating a couple of those Warrior teams. It just, it he, right, the, the right Warriors, he wasn't going to win. Like I said, uh, the only finals you could say that maybe he should have won was versus Dallas. That, that, that one, I'll, I'll say, probably should have won. It's it's a deeper conversation, um, and it requires more else. It's not to take away from like how ridiculously good Jordan was. Like when he was at his peak, like if, if they switched errors, could they do the same things? Could they do the similar careers? I think LeBron more likely has a similar career to what he currently has in his era in Jordan's era than Jordan does in this era. Like if you I just know, switch- you also got to look at it. LeBron's pinnacle came in. I mean, not LeBron's. Uh, Jordan's pinnacle came in the '90s. I mean, LeBron really had to do it over three different. You could probably probably argue three different time periods: the mid to 2000s. You had the 2010s and parts of the 2020s. Where was Jordan's career? Was probably segregated. Was probably congregated more to the '90s, and they both had similar challenges too. Like LeBron had to get over the Pistons, where they were they were pretty similar to the Bad Boy Pistons in the in the '90s. He had to get over with Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace. Um, Rashid, Rashid, Wallace. Wallace, Rashid Wallace and Tayshawn Prince. That that team was in two straight finals. They went and to then he had to beat that Boston team. Yeah, then he had to beat that Boston team. So he had to get over the the Pistons of the two thousands. Who were they? They were a little bit of a similar team to the Bad Boy Pistons. Not quite, not quite the level of Rodman and Isaiah Thomas. I'm not comparing Chauncey Bills to Isaiah Thomas, obviously. But like that that Pistons team was pretty damn good too. Like they could really defend. Um, they had two. Ben Wallace is a Hall of Famer. Um, Chauncey Bills is probably going to get in. You could argue Tayshaun Prince had a number retired by the Pistons, so they didn't like get players too. So they both had to get over the Pistons at some point in their career. And he, and people the don't, too. yeah, so the people don't remember that, like, like uh, Jordan lost, I think, three or four years to to um, the Pistons. He he lost, like they he couldn't get over the Pistons for a while, at the beginning of his career, and then they had to fire Doug Collins, and they hired Phil Jackson. And he finally got over the Pistons. 
once LeBron finally got over those Pistons and Celtics teams, that's when he was able to to dominate the East. But like there was no one even for ten years, no one, no one, no one won the East. No one got past. Yeah, it, it takes a player a while to to learn how to win at a high level. That's why the 07 team is such a weird outlier for his career because it it, it seemed like he arrived, but he like he had it. like he 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 kind of got to this early. point. Uh, yeah, he got to it too early. Like the, if you put like the the early Miami team, LeBron on those Cleveland teams, they're probably better. Um. Because he's a better player at that point, and maybe he doesn't get swept by that uh, by that Spurs team. Maybe he wins a game, but it's you know it's l- learning how to play. And and Jordan got you know you know Jordan still had players that LeBron didn't have to contend with. He had prime Shaq to deal with. Like he also never had to play Elijah Wong in the finals. Like that was like that was one of the mm-hmm. things they always said. Like we'd had to play the Elijah Wong pro lost. Uh, like Jordan was the Jordan was the favorite in all of those finals. Uh, LeBron ha- has been in maybe half of them. I mean, you could also argue the level of competition now is better. The players now are better than they were in the nineties, one hundred percent. Yeah, like who was like who was the best like shooting guards with with like Jordan played against like Reggie Miller? Reggie Miller, yeah, I was about to say Reggie Miller. I mean, the East didn't have so many like like I feel like the the East had better players right right now. I mean, they had Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett with the Celtics, um, those Pacers years. I mean, I feel like you know. Because LeBron, so, were, it's not that those Pacer teams were good. Everyone else in the East was garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> it's more that LeBron was so much better than the rest of the East. Like, like he never really got challenged. That's what the two thing I would say. Like, like Jordan and and uh, LeBron never really got challenged in their respective conferences because they were so much better than like than like everyone else. I mean, and like I don't, and like also you could say LeBron, like Jordan went six and zero in the finals, and that's great. I'm not going to take that away from Jordan. But like I feel like that's kind of like a misleading number. Like I, I feel like it's a little bit misleading. Like LeBron went to four more finals. That has to be taken into consideration. Like and, and even uh, let's say you count those four finals, you can count those three of those as ones that he just wasn't going to win it. That nobody was going to win. Like, like what? Like, what area? Who, like you know, what area would you say even Jordan is really better than LeBron? I mean, I mean, you want to say he's a better winner? Fine, but like that's a team statistic. Oh, do they win more defensive uh, players and scoring titles? Yeah, I mean, you, you could you could yeah. arguably say that he's, but I mean, LeBron James is the most points ever. So how could you say he's a better scorer? Like I, I don't understand what you could be an in, better individual scorer for a season than over an extended period. Yeah, he I also mean, LeBron also played like any like he came in earlier and he he does like Stevens right. He has the advantage of extra technology to keep him young. He also never had any injuries. You, you could argue. I think it's Jordan has the same. You mindset. could argue like, what he could have played for. Maybe ten more years if he did the same you, thing. You LeBron could argue was. that LeBron, that Jordan was marketed better than LeBron too, because he had his own shoe brand. Like he was a little bit more like he was marketed more than LeBron was. Imagine LeBron was marketed. Imagine they had like the Le- LeBron sneakers, which is they have KDs, the they have Kobe's, LeBron's. Like it's just not. It's not the same. Like I and people want to say all this shit about. You know, like he's such an icon. Okay, that's because people made him out to be an icon, not because he was a better player. Like the better player, without a question, is LeBron James. Not even a question. Like, and I'm sorry, it's not his fault that the Nike didn't come out with a selective fucking brand for uh, LeBron James, or you know, um, you know, he didn't have the shot or whatever. LeBron has the block. LeBron is a butter beater versus Orlando. There's plenty of magic moments, or you know, when he did this pump versus Cleveland that people want to 
you know, jerk them off for all the, all the time, you know, that, that didn't even get them past the, the – that, that literally was in the first round of the playoffs. It wasn't even like a – you know. But, like, I feel the, like the people want to talk about – 25, 29 points. Like, it's people, not – People want to talk about everything else but the basketball. I'm just talking about the basketball. LeBron's a better player. Like, that's simple. Excellent stuff, gentlemen. Now, just going back to the uh, the current NBA, um, for who we haven't mentioned yet, um, when it comes to the East, who else do we see making a run in the East, whether it's the Celtics again, whether it's the Bucks? I know Giannis, it was reported he was hurt, but doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. Or, you know, out of any of these franchises, who do you think can make a run in the East and win it all. Oh, sorry. Before we talk about win it all, I'm saying win the conference. Who in the East can win the conference? It's I think it's the Celtics to lose. I mean, yeah, I think it's the Celtics are probably going to win it. I think the Bucks are a little bit more banged up this year. Chris Middleton's played like ten games or something. I think Giannis is a little hurt. And Crowder's and hasn't hasn't even played yet. Um, I mean, my my team. I I think the Bucks are going to win it this year. I think the Bucks already have that title. Um, I think they have Giannis. They got Brooke Lopez is playing like an all pro defender or all, all elite defender um, from for uh, Milwaukee. I like Chris Middleton as well when he's healthy. Um, I feel like they're going to yeah, start. If they're healthy, healthy. I, I think they can win. I think they have a team to beat. That that's I, I think that I think they have a better uh, they have a they have a better team than uh, Boston. I would say. I think Boston has a has a has a higher floor than them. I think Milwaukee's ceiling's a little bit higher, but I think Boston as a whole is. And a, you also got player. Drew Holiday too on. Uh, and the, um, I, well, I, I don't, don't think they can match the Celtics shooting, though. Like, if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are on, I don't think this, the, boss, or the Bucks can keep up with that. And I mean, how I many Euro sets can Yon I, I would say the Bucks are the team to, to look. I would, say, I would pick the Bucks to come out of the East right now. That's who I would pick. But that being said, a sleeper team I think people need to look out for is the Cleveland Cavaliers mm-hmm. with Mobley and, um, and Donovan Mitchell. And Jared Allen, they got a lot of players that I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. I feel like they could take the Bucks to six or seven if they play. Because the, the, right now the Cavs are the four seed. Um, if they beat Brooklyn and they play Boston, I think they get into the conference finals. If if they if they have to if they get past the first round and play Boston, I think they're going to beat Boston. I don't think they're going to beat Boston. I think they're going to beat Boston. No, I think Jared I think Allen's really underrated. I'm, I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked how good Jared Allen's been. Jared Allen's averaging fourteen and ten. He's really been. And they got Donovan. I think they're, they're, really they're a year too early. They they haven't figured out how to to, to fully integrate Mobley with the rest of them, and he's still going to get just better. I think they're I still. I don't think you even need him. I think Donovan Mitchell can carry him to at least. Yeah, I think Donovan Mitchell can too. So. I, I I like Mobley. Um, they actually have the second best point differential in the NBA right now, which is crazy in terms of offense and defense. They all. Yeah, I I just uh, I I think the the bigger question is like. Milwaukee has Giannis, and they'll probably have Drew Holiday and possibly Chris Middleton. But like, they're gonna have to figure out how to replace Brooke Lopez soon, and they're gonna have to like figure out how to start churning this system into the next generation. And I well, don't got Grayson Allen, so Grayson Allen sucks. <laughs> Grayson Allen's good. Like, off he's good. Come off the bench. Yeah. He's a smart plug. He's like their starting shooting guard. He's yeah, until uh, Chris Middleton gets back. He, hey, he's figured Grayson. out how to stay in this league. No, Grayson Allen's yeah, That's only because he has it. That's only let's be real. If Grayson Allen played like Ron Artest, Ron Artest would have fucking killed him. Uh, <laughs> like Oh, he's a he's a prick, Grayson Allen, but I mean like I can yeah, play. I, he can play like, a lot more than I thought he would, honestly. I, I didn't think it would be as good in the NBA. He's actually he actually can play a little bit. Dude, him that <laughs> him when he won that title 
it do? It was the craziest thing. The motherfucker did the same thing four times in a row, and they couldn't stop him. He drove oh, no, no, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's an asshole, Grayson Allen. Like he's he's like kind of like he's a typical Duke guy who they all want to hate. Like they hated JJ Reddick. I mean, they hated Leitner. He was one of those guys who, from Duke. No, but but like but like Grayson Allen is different. Like like JJ and Leitner were really good. Grayson Allen is just a dirty player. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the it. difference. I mean. If he wasn't good, he'd be out of the NBA already. Nah, yeah. he's, he's a good player. I, mean, I, look, good. I just don't know how much longer – like the Bucks are always going to be good as long as they be honest. They're just going to have to figure out how to retool. I think they're healthy. They're probably the best team. But I'm still a little shaky on their health. And we don't know what we're going to get out of um, Crowder. And I think the Boston has better depth than they do. And I think that would make a difference. Uh, mm-hmm. Because outside of like – is Jay Crowder your fifth? Is he the fifth player in your starting lineup in your closing lineup? Like, I don't know. I still think Boston really needs a legit point guard. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you that because they can put Malcolm Marcus Smart and Brogdon aren't aren't really it. Malcolm Brogdon is a great point guard. He's fine. He's he's not even. I a think point you guard. no Malcolm Brogdon is very good. I I agree with him on Brogdon. That was a mistake for the for Milwaukee to let him go. Um, Michael McDonald. Now yep. let's talk about the West. Who in the Western Conference can make a deep run? I want to start with Haney because you said you really like the Warriors despite being 500 at the. Uh, I do like the Warriors. Um, I think I think until someone beats them, I think the Warriors are the team. You would say. I mean, even if, even if they had to play a play-in tournament with. This I I would say yeah, out. but I mean, if I'm not looking at the Warriors, I'm going to take the Clippers. That's who I think would come out of the West if I'm not taking the Warriors. So you do feel they are upgraded with Russ, Russell yes, Westbrook? Yes, I do. I do. I think they're upgraded with Russell Westbrook. I think that's going to put them over the top. He did come. He did do well off the bench, and I guess he'll be in the starting role for the Clippers now. So yeah, um, I, I like the Clippers. Sense. Like right now, I like the Clippers out of the West. Yeah, I, I think as long as Kawhi and Paul George are both healthy, the Clippers should take it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. The Suns are right up there with them as long as because I don't think that'll. Be a problem, Don KD. I don't know. Played with Booker and the the Olympics. I, mean, I'm, I, I think I'm really going for it, betting against Kevin Durant, which is <laughs> kind of shocking. But I mean, I I don't know. I feel like the Clippers. I feel like they're 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 a little bit more. Uh, I feel like their style of play is a little bit will be better for Russell Westbrook than the um the Lakers. I feel like um yeah no, I think it's a good pickup. I, I think I it's a good. Think I think it's a good fit for him with, with Westbrook. I think he's really going to help them. I have more shooting than than Boston than a. Uh, LA did. Um, I, 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 he's right. Like, if the Warriors are healthy, I, I don't know how. We haven't seen a team in the West beat a healthy Warriors team. No, like that's the team you're gonna. In I the would, past one, no. almost decade. Yeah, until yeah. until until someone beats them, you can't really. It's hard to say someone else. Yeah, but if, if we're if we're gonna assume that it's not them, well, I don't think the West has been this good since. No, the yeah, West the is West actually a the week the West is actually pretty weak this year. Like the the, t- the team record. No, 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 it's not that it's, it's, the, it's the trade There's deadline. no super favorite team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I. It was kind of similar to last year. Like last year, the Phoenix Suns statistically were like unbelievable. They yeah, just they had won, like they won sixty four games last year. Phoenix Suns. Yeah, their 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 statistics stuff were off the chart. Like they were unbelievably efficient. Um, I think Phoenix. It's. It, I think it's Gold State. It's Phoenix or Denver. I think you guys are sleeping on Denver. I just. I, I don't think we've ever seen a healthy version of this team at this level. And if you're going to say that, oh, they haven't won anything, I would make the same argument for the Clippers. 
The Clippers have won just as many. I mean, mean, the Clippers got to the conference finals one year, but yeah, you're right. So did so did Denver. Denver got to the conference finals. The Clippers also have Kawhi. He's actually won. Joker has never won anything. But I, I. we had until Kawhi. At I mean, I, I I do think you got to see like a healthy like Denver team if everyone comes together. That's she's, yeah. She's, they, she's I have more that. faith in their health than I do in the in, in the health and mentality of the Clippers. Like similar to somebody fair. beating the Warriors, the Clippers haven't you know they haven't proven like you can't win with Paul George as your best player, and this team is only going to go as far as Kawhi's whatever his injury of the week is with his legs is um right i mean i think if the suns the the suns right now are supposed to play the clippers in the first round i think the winner of that series is going to the finals Ooh, a first round the winner um, of that series I, look the the best first round that. series would be the suns and the mavericks that would be the most fun first round series but wait can, i so, don't know i think the clippers Suns is a way better match yeah, better basketball, but the most fun would be this the Mavericks versus. I don't Suns. think so. I think it'd be more fun. I don't. Know. I think it would be way more fun to watch them play kids, especially like Kyrie is apparently trying to get to de- to Phoenix next year anyway. Like, you would have to be out of your fucking mind to sign Kyrie at this point if you're not. Oh, no, like, no, no, I agree with you on that. If you're in a, if you're one of those teams, you, he's he's a cancer. He's until he oh, proves yeah. unless he proves in Dallas where he can turn it around. They win a championship, like. He's someone yeah, I, I think he's able, almost, even if he's even almost if they unavoidable won a title, point. even if they won a title, I don't think I would still sign Kyrie uh, because he has shown he is basically like capable of playing for half a season and the other half of the season is just going to torpedo your team. Uh, and until until you know, I, I would like to see at least a year of winning from him and him not blowing up my team before I would sign to anything. Um, I think Dallas fucked up. I think one of the underrated things that's not talked about is these picks that Brooklyn got. They got from two franchises, but that by the time the picks kind of come over are going to be potentially incredibly unstable. Like, there's no guarantee Luka's going to be in Dallas in 2029. There's there's no guarantee that... Uh, I, think, I, think look, I think they're going to try to... I, I think Luka's one of those lifers. Like, he's going to stay. I agree with him. I think Luka's going to stay, too. We, I mean, first of all, look, there's two things. This One, we we don't know anything about like how he feels about the team because apparently the one time we heard that he's unhappy, they refuted it. And we no one's ever like really asked Luca, like, hey, you happy just doing whatever you want on the ball? Because he seems to be. So, yes, in that sense, it's possible. But maybe by the time, you know, 2029 is six years from now. Like at Locking some out. point, I mean, it's hard going, to say what's going to happen six years down the line. It's, it's right. That's why I feel like he's they have the potential, and I don't think like the Suns they had the ability, like they have the potential to be unstable in a while. Like Katie is the last couple of years been an injury risk. Chris Paul seems like at the end. Um, DeAndre Ayton, like I don't know if you can rely on him to fill in a gap for whatever. Chris Paul and, and Kevin. Well, I mean, Richardson. it's hard because there's not really too many like really great centers. I mean, besides Embiid, I mean, who else? But is it's really... not even just the skill. There's set. a scarcity of he... there's a scarcity at that position. It's it's. I don't think he cares enough to do to be better. Like, like that's that's where it is. So you feel he's contempt at where he's at. Like a James, my Harden man almost. made one hundred and twenty million dollars. He's like the fourth option on a team. 
He, he like, at least it's not I mean, as bad as it, James Harden, who really doesn't care and is collecting it's, it. Yeah, it, it's because he's making that much money. Because, like I said, the scarcity of position, he's one of the best centers because there's no, there's not too many great centers. So, like, he's the best. Right. The he's worst. like, he's, he's not, the best he's not worse. Worst. Like, after like, you know, Jokic and Bede, and then, you know, if you want to count Giannis, yeah, who else is there? Center hybrid. Like, the next best center. It's not that he's so fantastic. It just is not too many, like, yeah, like you said. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, I'll compare it to a situation. It's kind of like Daniel Jones right now. Like, Daniel Jones isn't a great quarterback, but, like, in the NFC, he's, like, the second or third best quarterback because the NFC is crap. They don't have no quarterbacks. So that's so he's going to get, get his paid money. Like so he's going to get his money because, you know, because they don't have any other options in the NFC. What if they sign Derek Carr? I mean, it, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, but, like, in the NFC, like, I'm looking at the NFC, like, I'm just talking about, like, football. I'm not, not that to go off topic, but, like, He's the second. He's probably like the second or third best quarterback in the NFC because, like Brock Purdy with the 49ers, they have no one that's healthy. Like the Seahawks with Geno is, is so much better than Geno. Like I'm thinking about all the playoff teams. Like the only quarterback that I would say is really great in the NFC is Jalen Hurts. The rest is like her cousins isn't much better. Dak Prescott isn't much better. Like they're all around the same. Something worth. It's thinking, the same thing. It's the same thing with DeAndre. Eaton. Like there's just not too many great centers. So it's like in in the. In the in the league, like you got Jokic, you got Embiid, like Aiton. Like there's not there's not too many great ones, uh, unless I'm missing someone. Who, if I'm if I'm missing a couple of names, just please let me know. But there's there's not too many great centers in the league right now. No one else. No one else, unless you. Um, I mean, I mean, Jared Allen's Steven pretty has. decent. Jared Allen's pretty decent, but like. And what Nick Claxton is a uh, Nick Claxton's not bad, own. but like. I mean, there's just like I said, there's a scarcity at the position because of how the way the because of the way the game's played. Exactly. This isn't the '90s anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, everyone can shoot now, so it's like there's not really a. I mean, also Stephen Adams is one to think about too for the Grizzlies. He could be at under. He's he's just he's just a player, though. It's not like a. Right. Especially at this point. Fair, fair, fair point on that one. So let's put our thoughts together, gentlemen, and let's declare here on Feb. Well. By time February twentieth, we're recording this. Be released the February twenty third. Who do we see coming out of the? Ultimately, make your pick for the East. Make your pick for the West. Pick your finals and pick who's gonna win it all. I'll start it off. I believe Kevin Durant is gonna figure it out with this core with eight in Paul Booker and um, who am I missing? Who am I missing? Or did I, I get everyone? But anyways, with the uh, the Suns' new core being well-coached, having postseason experience, and as long as they're healthy, the Suns are going to make it to the West. And for the East, I think the Celtics are going to return there. They change coaches, and it seems like they don't miss a beat. Team chemistry's there. Jason Tatum is uh, really leading this team on and uh, making impacts. I think you'll see a Suns and Celtics finals with the Celtics finally going over and winning their first title since 2008. Is is Udoka done? Because they just made the other guy the full-time head coach. I think he's a free so- agent in the coaching sphere. And he it, didn't go to Brooklyn. he didn't go to Brooklyn, so right. But but they would have had to like trade for him or something. Like yeah. I, I don't know what exactly his status remains because he's not like he was on suspended or something. Like yeah, I think wasn't... he's still technically suspended. And um, you know, this is what happens when you cheat and uh, get horny, extra horny, I guess. But um, yeah, Ime Udoka. Um, at the moment, I don't think he's part of the team. 
Okay. Now, who do you guys say? Who's your finals? I'll let I'll let uh, I'll let him go first. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with Matt. I think it's, it's Celtic Suns, but I, I don't think the Suns are gonna lose. I mean, I, I think KD stacks up better than Kevin Durant and Jalen Brown, especially with Devin Booker dropping 50 points whenever he needs him to. So I'm I'm gonna take the Suns beating the Celtics in the finals. Take that. Um. I guess I'll go. I, I'll take the um, I'll take the Bucks and the Clippers. I think the Bucks are going to come out of the East this year. Um, I just feel like with Giannis, Chris Middleton, I think they're going to figure it out. Um, I like the way they're coached. I feel like they have the star player. They have probably the best player in the league right now, arguably. Um, they have a they have a championship under their belt already. Um, they're they're coached by Mike Budenholzer, who's a, who's probably one of the best coaches in the league. I like the fact they also have Brooke Lopez, who's a pretty great defender. So um, I feel like he's he's the type of guy who I really want to um, I want to see down the stretch. So I'm going to take the Bucks out of the East, and then a little bit of a tough pick. Uh, I'm going to struggle with this pick, but I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm going to say the Clippers are going to come out of the West with a healthy Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Russ Westbrook. I think they're going to figure it out. I feel like they might have the best chemistry over the Suns and the Mavericks, although. Little skeptical about that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with it. I'm gonna go with the Bucks and the Clippers for my finals prediction. That would look pretty genius. Um, adding what Russell Westbrook and if they can uh, make a deep run to the playoffs with that, that'd be uh, interesting. For sure, for sure. All right, I I agree. I think it's going to be the Bucks in the East. Um, I think they're going to be healthy, and I think Giannis is Giannis is a little pissed off that people are kind of like cutting them out. Um. It's going to be the Denver Nuggets in the West. Jokic is the best player in the league. They're healthy. I I trust them to stay healthier than any other team. They all have the other teams have health question marks. Uh, I think this is their year. I don't I I don't know who would win. I think that would be. I think Nuggets Bucks is going to be the matchup. And my, uh, my I'm taking the Bucks to win the finals. I, I would take the Bucks over the um, Clippers. I, I think if they make it, I think the Bucks would probably win. So I, I think that just the experience they have is is more important than than what uh, Denver has. Even though I think Denver's team might be a little better. All right, then looks like we all want to see a new champion. The second half of the season is about to begin. And let's have a, fu- a lot of fun with it. Thank you to Hayden Nadler, Fresh Faces, New Ideas, and Stephen Bach. We're talking all things NBA. Let's see you down the road, guys. Thank you again. Thank you, yeah. All right, bye-bye. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Thank you so much to Stephen, Fresh Faces, and Hayden. You guys did an incredible job. Much love, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdcomaPod, and we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So that will wrap it up for this NBA show. Time to get ready for next week. And next week we'll feature a show on the NFL on Tuesday. And we are going to wrap up the NFL season. We covered every single regular season game, every single postseason game, the Super Bowl, went 
week by week, and we're now putting a bow on our coverage for the 2022 NFL season. And we're going to have the typical productive NFL crew, and we're adding Hayden to that as well because that dude is a star in the making someday. And then we are back on next Thursday after that, and we're going to actually start covering men's college basketball. We are developing a crew for that, the productive college men's basketball crew, similar to last year. Brandon and Alex are coming back, and we're going to add somebody else to that, and we are working on that as well. And then the week after that, we are going to just have some other regular productive conversations and switch it up a little bit. So... Essentially, the way the rest of this is going to go for now, the plan is two shows a week, and one show is going to be a sports show, and one will be a non-sports show. That is the plan right now. Some weeks, we might only be able to do one show, but regardless, every single week, we are going to have a productive conversation one way or the other. But yeah, that is the outline. One sports show and one non-sports show moving forward and keep it a bi-weekly podcast in the, and a podcast that covers the world of sports, news, entertainment, and culture. And sometimes we'll have additional shows. Sometimes we'll do three times a week, sometimes four. So uh, you know how it is. This is a show that releases sporadically throughout the week. And we're going to keep that tradition going until some things change. But it's been going well. We continue to work hard. We have a lot more work ahead of us to continue to entertain, inform, and inspire you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, who has a lot more content coming its way. There's a lot of great stuff ahead, and let's enjoy it one week at a time. I want to thank Alexander DeJesus, a.k.a. Doloren, for his contributions to the show as the associate producer and providing us with amazing social media content every week. I want to thank Hayden Nadler, Stephen Bach, and Fresh Faces New Ideas for coming on to talk all things NBA as they are part of the Productive NBA crew. And I just want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for tuning in every single week and always supporting us no matter what. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I will see you on Tuesday. Have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family, and enjoy yourself. All right, much love, everybody. See you next week. Peace.